0: So let me know what you think of this new format, please. That's the favour that I'm asking. You can do that on Twitter, at Mr. Asquith. And you can get the written version of this over on my Twitter profile as well. Once again, that's at Mr. Asquith. And enjoy this episode of the Podcast Accelerator. What is going on, people? Welcome to the Podcast Accelerator with me, Mr. Mark Asquith, that British podcast guy and CEO and co-founder of Rebel Base Media, where we make podcasty stuff, including Captivate.fm, the world's only growth-oriented podcast host, where you can host multiple shows, work with a team of actual human beings, and just understand what it takes to build a podcast from scratch. So go and check it out for seven days, totally free at Captivate.fm. Now, today sponsorships right or wrong for you is there more to it it's super rare that I actually do podcast interviews you know me I'm a solo show kind of guy I like to think that I'm probably the third best solo podcaster out there behind uh, I'm gonna say behind Kevin Smith and Dan Carlin and uh, I will not take DMs on that. But today I am going to be interviewing someone, a good friend of mine, someone that I've drunk with, someone that I've 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 shared dinner with, someone that I've done live streaming with, someone that I've done podcasts with, and we've done all sorts of things together. So we're gonna talk today to Mr David Bain, the man himself. How are you doing dude? We have indeed I'm doing very well. How are you, Mr. A? I'm all right. Thank you, lovely. I'm all right. We're going to talk sponsorships in a second because you've kind of been around and you've done various things in the digital marketing world. You're one of the first people in podcasting that I ever spoke to all those years ago. Um, and it, it, it's 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 always interesting because we might, you know, we probably talk two or three times a year and sometimes it's including beer or food and sometimes it's doing this kind of thing. And you always seem to be doing new things, but always with the the, the angle of digital marketing and somehow having podcasting threaded through that. So I'm keen to dig in. But before we do that, just a quick shout out to the team at Aweber, Brandon and Chris and the amazing email marketing team that helped me to get in touch and engage and build friendships and relationships with you, the amazing listener. So if you're not doing that for your audience, honestly, you're missing a trick. You are not only probably leaving a little bit of revenue on the table, which I'm sure myself and David will get to in a while, but you're also leaving friendships and relationships on the table. You know, No other podcaster really is uh, is doing this en masse and, and getting in touch with people and really really getting to know them. Everyone says they do it, but let me tell you, sending a lead magnet out ain't building a relationship, all right? Do things better. You're better than this. Go and check out Aweber for 90 days at markaskwith.com slash Aweber. Now, David, it is rare that I do podcast interviews. And before we do this, you've got a you've got a book and it's this is not one of those, I've got a book. Look, I'm on a podcast. This is an actual conversation, but I'm going to do that thing you know, people do this at the end. They're like, where can people find you online? I'm going to do it at the beginning because no one listens to the end. Everyone's turning me <laughs> off after five minutes. So Marketing <laughs> Now book, that's, a, that's, that's your new book. Tell us about it. It
1: is indeed. And I actually created it from a podcast and it was hard work to do that. I ended up hosting a show. It was a... L- Eight hour live streamed event had 134 digital marketers through that live stream, took all those tips, transcribed it, looked at the transcription and thought, that's not going to do for a book. So ended up rewriting the whole thing and turning it into a 60,000 word book. And I'm sure that's more work than actually writing a book out just just straight off. So (laughs) (laughs) why bother to actually do it? What I thought was the slightly easier way when it turned out to be the slightly harder way.
0: I love that dude, And that actually relates so well to a lot of podcasts as well. Everything that you just said there, like, I'm going to do this thing that sounds easy because people have told me that it's easy if I do it like this. And then you realize when you're halfway into it, that actually all oh, that's rubbish. You know, we need to be doing a little bit more. And and that's what I've always, I've always admired this about you. So you, you, you did, you did digital marketing radio, we've done month.com, <laughs> which I miss. And now you've got marketing now. So you are, you are very prolific in production. And one thing that you can't do is cut corners. So before we get into this sponsorship angle, which I think is important, and, and it's something that, like, with that stuff, you have to be bulletproof. You ain't getting decent sponsors if you cut corners. So mm. what, what tell us a little bit about that scenario. Like, what what made you think to yourself, actually, I'm going to repurpose this thing, and then I'm going to stop, and I'm going to actually, I'm almost going to start again. Like, tell us a little bit about that process, because I think we can all, as creators, kind of learn from that. Sure. I mean, I think it felt like a logical process
1: at the time. I ended up obviously hosting an audio podcast to begin with, getting comfortable with that, hosting a video podcast, turning that into a live stream. At the moment, I'm really embracing LinkedIn live stream, actually, man. That that is really fantastic, getting a lot of interaction on that. So love that to produce podcasts on. But from doing the live streaming, ended up hosting online summits, producing online summits, these crazy online summits that are eight hours long or so. And you've got the content. I ended up getting them transcribed. And the interesting thing about producing an eight-hour summit is you've got roughly 60,000 words, and that is the length of a book. Um, So I've hosted, I think, three or four, five big, crazy summits like that. And you end up thinking, how can I structure it so it actually would work as a book. So then you can structure it in different sections and 12 different chapters that are going to become a book. And you can never predict exactly what people are going to say and share with you. You've got to reformat things, rec- recategorize things, edit things afterwards, but you've got the basis there for the book.
0: Okay. That's interesting because you talked about segmenting. You talked about planning there. That's something that a lot of podcasters don't do. So, what I want, I want to kind of use that as the tenuous thread to link into this sponsorships idea because what I'm seeing a lot of people doing is they're creating sponsor, uh, creating content, they're creating podcasts, and they're creating things that are pretty generic, like they're mm. pretty standard, pretty cookie cutter. You know, you'll get someone copying JLD or Pat or Ducker, or you'll get someone here in a short form podcast like this and thinking I'm just going to do that. I'm going to riff. And and what people don't necessarily understand is what's come before. So for for example, with this show, you know, for me to be able to produce a 10 minute show three times a week in podcasting that is totally unscripted, it takes me living and breathing podcasting seven to 10 hours every single day through Rebel Based mm. Media. Like it's not, this is not something you can just turn on and do. And it's the same for you. You know, you've planned out and you've structured the online summits, all of the content that you've produced, you said there, actually, if I roll this into 12 quote unquote segments, it will make my life easier. Absolutely. When you spin this into sponsorship, so assume that you're trying to attract a brand, you know, you and I have all we've had sponsors for our podcasts, we've turned down sponsors for our podcasts, we've we've kind of done a lot of this stuff. Hmm. It's much easier to talk to a sponsor when the sponsor can say, here's the thing that I'm buying. Here's the here's this very clear-cut box of things, not just this kind of cookie cutter or this rambling or this, this kind of tenuous piece of content that no one can really, really kind of quantify. Like how, when you've been structuring and planning your content, how have you approached that? I think that's interesting from a sponsorship side, because I think without that, you have got no idea what you're actually selling to a sponsor. So how have you gone about this planning kind of format? How have you, how have you gone through that? Sure. Okay. So when I
1: so the sponsorship, I was using the brand Digital Marketing Radio, and that was a fairly successful podcast. So, I mean, I'll just share the stats with you. I had probably roughly twenty thousand downloads a month. I was up to maybe about two thousand downloads per episode, and I was making maybe about a thousand pounds a month sponsorship. So, nothing that approaches a decent full time income at all. And um, you know, it, it would have been a challenge to build a full full time income out of that. and initially actually my, my 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 one of my first sponsors could have been aweber I think it was that maybe my second Spencer uh, uh, sponsor um, I had a, another Martech sponsor um, perhaps just before aweber and and they approached me as well and interestingly they weren't after the stats they didn't even know what numbers to look for they loved the fact that um, I had a podcast that people in their industry influencers in their Niche happened to listen to and really enjoy. Um, So, I think from a sponsorship perspective, you're not actually looking necessarily for numbers. Uh, If they're just focusing in on numbers, you're probably going to be looking at fairly small numbers for sponsorship unless you've got a really popular show. But if you're looking at what the business does that you're approaching or has approached you and who their target audience is, and if you can demonstrate that your show resonates with them. I guess that will give you a, a better chance of sponsorship.
0: That, and that's a great point. And, and it's, a, it's a perfect way to segue into the actual crux of the conversation, which is sponsorship's right or wrong for you. You've gone through this six-step process, essentially, mm. of turning um, anything that you produce. You did the live stream and it works for podcasts, this six-step process to turn whatever that content is into a book. And yeah. I understand the positioning of that. That works really well for positioning you in the industry, which in turn... I believe can get you as a podcaster or as a producer of a, another piece of content that is sponsorable, it gets you out of that CPM style mindset. Whereas you rightly said there, man, it's 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 not a case of, well, wait a sec, I get 2000 downloads. It's 35 bucks per thousand downloads, CPM rate, that's 70 bucks an episode minus any agency fees. I'm actually not going to take anything home. When yeah. you do what you've done, six steps, produce a book from a podcast or whatever that might be, you actually become a brand that can then fix the price. So you might only have 500 listeners per episode, but if those listeners are highly engaged, they're very, very clear on what they're doing, they trust you, they know you, actually, you're not just asking for CPM rates, you can fix that. So in terms of sponsorships, there are are other ways of doing this, even if we do consider just Sponsorships as the option. There are other ways, aren't there? To to the CPA exactly. Model. But I
1: guess my perspective is: don't think sponsor of sponsorship as the number one, the first choice of revenue. If you're thinking that as the first choice of revenue, I would suggest you don't have a proper business model. You need to think about podcasting, in my opinion, as part of your content marketing mix and as a channel in your mix. And you've got to think about. How other aspects of your content marketing mix integrate with your podcast, how you can drive leads from your podcast, how you can build relationships from other posts on social media that are associated with your podcast, and that actually probably led me into questioning whether or not to continue using Digital Marketing Radio as a brand. And that was one of the reasons why I decided to put it on pause and focus on this summit and, and, and the book, because I didn't think Digital Marketing Ready was something that I wanted to use as the brand that would be all-encompassing, that would cross those different types of content marketing.
0: Well actually that's that's a great point as well and 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 we talked actually we talked about um, the website side of things in fact no that's a lie we're going to talk about the website side of things and the domain name side of things on this show of the next couple of episodes and it leads me into the same point that I get to on those episodes which is you you, you made a fantastic point around look maybe you don't have a business model if you if you if you, all you are doing is looking at sponsorships and I would agree with that on the proviso of that the people are podcasting because they understand that this is a piece of a marketing mix. A lot of people that listen to this show and a lot of people that use Captivate or some of the rebel-based media kind of people we work on, on consultancy with or through the membership, they're actually podcasting because they just want to podcast. Like they just want to do what I do with Star Wars, uh, the Spark Rebellion show, which is just talk about something that, that they love. And mm. ordinarily what they'll do is they will instantly think sponsorship. And I, I, I wholeheartedly agree that that is probably not the way to monetize. But how, how can people who are starting podcasting from, not from our perspective as people that had businesses and added podcasting to the mix, what about turning it on its head? Like what about podcasters that do find themselves sitting on a 10,000 download per episode show that is about knitting or it's about Star Wars or golf? You know, what? how do they become business people?
1: Look, look th- these 10,000 downloads you know, podcasts don't happen overnight. And what I'm saying is what you need to be doing is you need to be building your own list of people that you can communicate with on a regular basis. And if you have 10,000 people, people who subscribe to your podcast, that's not necessarily 10,000 people that you can communicate with on a regular basis. So find a reason why people would want to opt in to receive information from you, even if it's some kind of monthly newsletter or you know, a regular piece of information that you sign, uh, send out. If you've got a landing page um, with um, something appealing, to that kind of target audience, um, you may not be considering a business model now. You may not be considering sponsorship now. But if your show is successful, you have the opportunity to consider that in the future. And you won't be able to make maximum use of that unless you have that database, that relationship with your audience. And you're going to build that best by actually kind of building a list. So, you know, it's funny, you've got a. Email marketing software providers as a sponsor in the show. Initially, you'd think, you know, how on earth does that actually relate to podcasting? But it's part of the communications mix, and and it all goes together, really.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And anyone that's listened to this show from from episode one and the previous show, the seven-minute mentor, knows completely that, that, that I'm with you on this one. In, in that, the second that you record some audio, you are a brand, and a brand is 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 completely geared up to to make money. You know, regardless whether it makes money now or not you, you have to start to understand that the second that you, you affect someone with a piece of audio, you become a, a, a trusted source of information. And, and let me ask
1: you a question, Mark. Um, you, I know recently managed to acquire your domain name, markaskwith.com. After a I've, while. Recently, I've managed to do the same thing, th- same thing. So I'm wondering at the moment, should I be publishing a podcast or publishing a lot of content on my own personal name website, or should I be using another brand for that? Are are you considering, have you considered actually publishing a podcast and really utilising your own domain name, markaskwith.com to do that?
0: So it's actually, this is something that we're talking about in episode 88. So on, on Wednesday next week, we're digging into the the episode is how to choose a podcast domain name. And, and the kind of the headlines from that are, um, in my mind, it needs to be, if the podcast is the thing that you are selling, or the the brand leader of the thing that you are selling. So Sparkle Rebellion, we would publish on sparkerrebellion.com because that might turn into a blog. It might turn into a magazine, it might turn into something else that can generate revenue. And that, you know, I would be able to walk away from that and move further away from that and sell it and I'll do whatever, you know, so that, that is where that brand comes in. As for my own personal domain name, so if you go to markasquith.com, you'll see all my podcasts there. I've got like, I don't know, I don't know how many podcasts are there, what, 10? And it's all now very tightly tied to Rebel Based Media. Now, the reason for that is that my personal brand is so close to Rebel Based Media. But the fun thing with that is that that website, I could go off and build a a, a, a cookery website platform or build software for dog walkers or whatever it is. markasquith.com would still be the same and it would still be I deliver my opinions and my views and my content in this way on this domain. Um, so I think, personally, I think it depends on what you're trying to achieve with that one. And as for you, I think that's the same sort of thing. You know, David Bain is is the central place for everything you do, that you do. And bringing that back to the question of the sponsorships, you know, you if you're a brand, if you are the brand, then everything that you do is transfer transferable between niche. So you could go off and you could just start, you could sell, and you start selling sheds, and people, the people that, you know, there's be a huge crossover, digital marketers, well, guess what? They've still got a store garden equipment. Some of them need sheds. And David did this stuff in digital marketing so well that I trust him to do this other stuff so well, because it's not about his skills. It's about his ethics and his approach. Um, so I think I think that's important, understanding that you become the brand just by, like, I'm literally talking into a mic now. So to someone, we're a brand. We're, we're, this is branding. We're branding ourselves now. And mm that's more, that holds more value than a sponsorship at 35 bucks to, per thousand downloads, as, as you know, completely. Yeah, so you're, you're great at bringing it back onto topic, Mr. A. I should be um, a newsreader, actually. And now, in <laughs> Sheffield. BBC Radio your radio, Yorkshire. <This> is, <laughs> I, I, I look, bring
1: it back onto sponsorship, you know, as, 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 as you were, I would say that in summary, i wouldn't think about sponsorship to begin with if you, i think the key is to begin with you're either using a podcast as part of your marketing mix or you're doing it as a passion either way you know if you're doing it as part of your marketing mix you've hopefully got another business model or you should have another business model if it's your passion then the key is to create incredible content and get incredible subscribers and if you're trying to do things like incorporate ads as part of your initial episodes, you probably do it badly to begin with, but you're going to put off your audience to begin with. So you're not going to build your audience quickly if you think of sponsorship or incorporate sponsorship in what you're doing to begin with.
0: Yeah, that's that's a wonderful point, man. And and, and well articulated as well in, in in those two distinctions. And what I would say to, to add into that is that even if this is a passion project, you, your podcast, even if it's the only thing that you're creating, it's still part of your marketing mix. It just so happens to be the only thing that you have, and you have just not realized that you've got yeah. a marketing mix yet. So I think everything that you say is is absolutely bang on point, man. And we have I mean we've always shared a lot of opinions and, and approach stuff in a, a no nonsense way, it's why we get on. Um so I love this dude. So marketing now book, that's 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 available now, marketingnowbook.com. Is that is that ready to rock? People can go that get that right now?
1: It it's ready to rock, marketingnow.com marketingnowbook.com is ready to rock and roll. It's got a landing page on there. I'm actually doing a book launch on the 10th of December, 2019. And of course I'm doing an eight hour crazy live stream as part of the book launch as well.
0: It wouldn't be Christmas without your crazy eight hour (laughs) live stream, mate. Don't you worry. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, listen, congratulations on everything that you do. And uh, thanks for hopping on the show. It's it's always good to chat and I'm looking forward to, to sharing a beer over the next few weeks and months. Thank you. And thank you for
1: being a real pillar in the podcasting community as well. You know, keep on doing what you're doing. Uh, what you do is
0: appreciated by a lot of people, which is just keep on at it. It's, it's wonderful work you do. Well, thank you so much. I'll pass that on to the team as well. I know they'll appreciate that. So thank you, my man. And for you listening out there as ever, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in every time we drop an episode. Drop me an email if you need anything. You've got my email address. Everyone that's on my email list has got my email address. So you can just literally email me back with any questions that you've got. We'll discuss that. If you don't have my email address, at Mr. Asquith on the old Twitter. You know me, I'm always up for a chat. So whatever I can do to help, please let me know. And do... do, do consider checking out captivate.fm for your podcast hosting, analytics, and marketing. Until the next time, never forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel.